0: what is up guys welcome back to episode 24 of the famous chili podcast make sure to like subscribe check out our TikTok, check out our instagram and youtube for all content coming out this summer we've been keeping it going we have some fire content coming out for you guys in the next couple of weeks make sure to stay tuned today we are joined by mike mike say hi what's what up? up mike yeah. is from hudson dorms <laughs> hi yeah mike uh, hi. so hi. mike hi. over here is from hoboken right He runs a student housing company called Hudson Dorms, where I will actually be living with next year as well. Mike went to Stevens and graduated what year? I graduated in uh, 2017. 2017, Um, all right, all right, all right. Thank you so much for coming on, man. We're so excited to have you. What's up, what's been going on with you, man?
1: Yeah, um, you know, a lot. We're, you know, growing. We housed, uh, you know, right up, we had a capacity of around 300 students last year. Um, And, you know, over this past summer, we've really, Uh, expanded uh not only the amount of spaces we have but also the staff and our ability to handle students and you know we're going to be right around 400 uh for this upcoming fall We're really excited about that thank you thank you uh you know we're excited to uh you know make a difference in people's lives and you know hopefully take care of them to the best of our abilities yeah so why don't
0: you give the viewers a little bit of an insight into what exactly hudson dorms is how you kind of came up with it you know like what led to the hudson dorms becoming this big at this stage
1: yeah um So, you know, all throughout my time at Stevens, uh, definitely had some challenges when it came to housing. Um, I think Stevens does a good job with their housing program so far. And, uh, you know, we wanted to create a way to make it easier for students to uh, find housing, find alternative options. Um, You know, I remember as a student, my, so for those of you who aren't familiar with the Hoboken area, uh, Hoboken's a city environment right next to Manhattan. and the real estate in Hoboken is really hot because it's right next to Manhattan. So everyone that wants to commute to Manhattan but not live there lives in Hoboken, uh, which means it's really hard for Stevens students to try to get housing in the area because anyone that you know a Stevens student would be competing against someone who has a Manhattan salary, and why would a landlord choose to have a student live there um, versus someone who had who doesn't need a guarantor and all that type of stuff? So. Um, I had that challenge myself. I spent an entire summer trying to find an apartment um, my, as a senior. And um, I was working at Deloitte at the time. And, uh, you know, there, uh, I was an intern. And at the end of my internship, uh, there were around 75 interns, 74 of them got full-time offers. Um, and I was the one that didn't. Wow. Um, and I think a big piece of that is because every Friday, instead of networking, I was, uh, you know, trying to find somewhere to live. So, um, you know, fast forward a few years. Um, I started to have a big interest in real estate. I uh, wanted to figure out, um, you know, how to not only, like, make money um, and stuff like that. But I just I just enjoyed it. I enjoyed building things. Um, really enjoyed business and finance. And uh, um, I was taking a shower one day. Uh, you know, I just had a random idea pop in my head. And I was like... Oh crap! We can we can house students in Hoboken, and my girlfriend's interior designer, so she can design the spaces to make them really nice. And um, you know, from there, you write down a quick business plan, and you try to call as many buildings as possible to try to figure out how to get some space to make it happen. Wow, so, yeah, so a lot of the
0: coolest business ideas just come up in like the most weirdest way. like, <laughs> yeah. like, like on a napkin, you know, yeah, or yeah. like someone wrote down a piece of paper 20 years ago and they like, found, like, a, let me start a business. and Mike's was a shower thought, like, you know, yeah, yeah. Like, everyone, makes of, like, everyone makes fun of shower thoughts here and there, but he created a business yeah. off of yeah. shower yeah. thoughts. I mean,
2: up. um, one of my friends actually. Was, which is why I was super excited to talk to you is because one of my friends had a similar thing as you, mm. but he had to grind through like four years of high school, like working at Sonic for like eight hours a day, right? Mm. And then um, kind of bring up that money to like, you know, apply for a loan because he was a high school student, right? So he was only able to do that for like one apartment or one property, and you're able to do this for over a hundred. Yeah. so like how did that kind of how did you scale it how did you, obviously in the beginning it's a lot more challenging than it might be now because you know you build up that credibility over time mm-hmm. but how was it kind of hard for you or how how was that kind of journey you know maybe um getting that loans getting that debt and then mm-hmm. really like looking for rentees the the market markets that certain situation. so how did you kind of navigate all those challenges
1: yeah um so there's a there's a few things we did that worked out really well um you know so one of them is we don't own all of the buildings that we operate in, um, which from a cash perspective uh, means that it's a lot less cash intensive right, to get the yep. ball rolling. Um, so the way to kind of think about business. Um, so uh, are you guys familiar with WeWork? Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, I'm a pretty big Adam Newman fan. I know there's, uh, that's a might be a bit of a hot take, but I think he was onto something on his uh, right. sense of community and a sense of bringing people together through uh, using physical space. And... Um, and one of the things that he did is he rented all the spaces that he was in. And, uh, what that allowed them to do was expand so much faster because they didn't need as much capital to get new locations. Right. Yeah. Every, you know, you get a new location a lot quicker, which means you can get more, uh, you know, uh, customers into the space, which means you add on another one and it starts to compound really fast. Right. Um, I think that's been a little bit of what has helped us. Um, and then, uh, you know, so, so there's that piece of it. Um, and the other half of it, it's just, you know, it's just a hustle. You know, it's just a grind. Um, okay. You know, I remember uh, the first few uh, buildings we were working with was, you know, through Craigslist. You, you call 150 wow. people. Uh, you hope that, you know, you get on to 10 tours to, you know, to get two people that are cool with what you do. Um, and then, you know, from there, you just say, okay, well, I think this space works. Um, you then, you know, just, figure out how to furnish it you figure out how to make sure the space is all set up and um and then the other thing that from there i think what has really helped us is over the years we always like to listen we like to spend a lot of time with our students to understand what they're um. truly looking for um and then uh well then execute on that
2: real quick just a quick follow-up on that Shoot. um so like you were talking about how like you don't own all the buildings right so like kind of this transition that we're seeing in like um, typical, like physical, maybe retail spaces from like asset heavy to asset light businesses. So do you see yourself kind of going towards that even more? Or do you see like, which one do you think obviously like being more capital intensive is a lot more challenging, Mm -hmm. but do you see yourself switching more towards, um, you know, owning less buildings because of how capital intensive it is?
1: Um, it depends. Uh, you know, one side is a little bit, I don't want to call it safer per se, but you know, when you're asset heavy. So uh, a good example, I believe it's Sears. Um, right, Sears yeah. is a company that was going to go bankrupt, um, or close to that. I'm, you know, I'm not like a, I don't know that much about Sears, uh, but so Sears um, was able to stay afloat for a good portion of time because of the real estate they had. So it gives them that really strong safety net and appreciates over time. Um, but it, you know, at the same time, it doesn't let you grow as fast. So it's not like it's necessarily. Like, so from a future perspective, with us, I'm you know we can kind of do a little bit of both. Um, depends on the situation. Uh, I think those are things that you evaluate in the moment. Right. Um, I, but I think from a general perspective, there's positives and negatives to both sides. Um, and this is a little bit of a life belief, but most things are best in balance. Um, which is, which is why there's a lot of wisdom and understanding what balance is. Uh, and that's why like, there's a balance of like, you know, having some assets is good because it, you know, one gives you credibility, it gives you a safety net Um, But if you're like way too asset heavy, you don't give yourself the ability to be flexible, don't give yourself the ability to have enough cash to grow, take advantage of opportunities when they come up. So That's
3: great. So you've become so successful in the real estate business at such a young age, which is really impressive because normally when it comes to real estate, it takes a lot of time to get the capital you need to put down a down payment on houses, let alone multiple units like you have. Mm -hmm. So what advice would you kind of give to someone who's young and wants to start out in this business? How would you help them give an upper hand compared to people who have years of salaries coming in?
1: I think, um, honestly, I'm always a believer in um, constraints bring opportunity. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so like, if you're, if the example i use is like, I'll use like a generic company, right? If a generic company has a ton of cash, and like let's say have like a bit a big uh, series A round or something like that, um, and they just have a ton of cash. They don't need to make, um, you know, the creative challenging decisions, yeah. right? It's yeah. easy just like oh yeah, we can just hire six more people and then just like solve the right. problem with people, right? Um, when you're constrained, it'll it builds the opportunity to be creative, right? Because you you're forced to be creative. You have to, um, and so I, I don't necessarily think that. Have, not having a lot of cash means that you, they just can't do things. Mm-hmm. You just have to figure out how. Um, and so I think the advice that I would give is um, that I that you know don't view that as a weakness, but view it as an opportunity to be a strength. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and you know with that, uh, you know, you put yourself into the into the pool as quick as possible. Start to learn. Um, so like one of the things I was doing before Hudson Dorms uh, is I would just go to like every open house I could find in the local area. I'd skateboard there. I skateboard, uh, (laughs) around Hoboken. That's how I get around. Uh, but so I'd skateboard to different open houses. I walk in, I check it out. Um, and just to build a, like, learn how to talk to realtors, learn what, um, uh, you know, what problems buildings can have, just getting a sense of what real estate was. Um, I think just like jumping into a pool, um, and then just obviously reading a ton, right. learning a lot. Yeah. H-
3: how so, old were you when you actually got your first unit?
1: Uh, twenty-three. Wow, oh twenty-three. That's, that's so I'm twenty-seven. Uh, my birthday is in two weeks.
4: Oh, so nice. uh, happy early birthday! Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so speaking of that, you yeah, talk about jumping in the pool quick, yeah. getting ahead. So, in your set, in your like setting right now, you have 101 units, I believe you said, and you can house what 400 people, I mm-hmm. believe you said. So, in that sense, what's the biggest issue you kind of have? And facing like management of all of these different units, and like in this portfolio, you have of a ton of different apartments. What what's your hardest thing that you got to manage, and what's kind of like the way you approach that situation?
1: Yeah, um, I think the hardest thing for me to manage right now. So you know, being twenty seven, um, I don't have a ton of management experience. Um, you know, I kind of jumped right into this and learning it uh, on the spot. Uh, I think the biggest challenge I have right now is uh, you know learning how to effectively manage people. Um, and that just doesn't that you know doesn't mean just telling people what to do, but uh, it really means the nitty gritty of like how to make sure that I'm not only building my career, but building everyone else's careers. That's that works for me and uh, helps build what we have. Um, you know, so trying to do that effectively, trying to be a good listener through that. Um, you know, having hard conversations when they come up, um, but being able to be honest and open. Um, I think are some of the big challenges that we have right now. Um, But those are skills that, uh, in the same way that jumping into real estate was a skill that I needed to learn, uh, learning how to manage people and jumping into that is something that I've had to learn a lot. Um, So that's what I spend a lot of my time on learning now.
3: You talk about learning to manage people and working and how important that human relationship is in this kind of business. You work a lot with college students especially. Have you found that it's easier to work with college students or do you think it's kind of harder because they're younger sometimes?
4: Um, you, could be, you could be truthful. No,
3: yeah. no. Uh, I'm always here to be honest. Um, oh, yeah, no, I think Iron it's, man. I think it's easier.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, except for the guys in uh, that apartment. <laughs> but so, um, I was about to say your address. <laughs> 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 so, like, <laughs> <laughs> but so, uh, but so, I think I personally think it's easier. It, I think it depends on the person. Um, as a former Stevens student as someone that can put myself into our students' shoes really well, um, I find it easier because I live live their life. Um, You know, everyone, of course, has, you know, different life than I do. But, um, but, you know, I've, you know, I went to Babio and, you know, took classes in there and, you know, I I went to the office of, uh, or the, I went to the registrar trying to get into different classes and, and, like, had challenges with that and, like, I've eaten at Pierce before. Like, I've, um, there's a certain nuance of just like being in the space that you really understand people truly. Um, so I, I found that to be pretty easy to connect with students. Um, and, and like, I think a big piece of what we do that I think makes a difference is we don't treat our students like, um, like you know, like, like kids. Right. We treat them like yeah. adults. We respect our students. Um, and I think that that's been a big piece of why um, we've gotten that in return students tend to respect us tend to respect our spaces if you know if students are being loud in an apartment uh and we say hey if you guys wouldn't mind keeping it down um they respect that because yeah. they don't want to they don't want to bother us because right. yeah. there's mutual respect there and that's that's been big yeah.
3: so yeah college students i feel like if you give them the respect that they want they yeah. often reciprocate yeah, definitely. 100%. but there's always outliers of course so has there any been ever been any mishaps where students got a little too rowdy, caused any sort of problems? What was the most crazy thing that's happened with students in one of your rentals?
1: <laughs> well, so we had um, we had one uh, group of students that kind of, uh, you know, would kind of play that respect mm-hmm. game and then kind of like shoved it back in our face and would continue Oof. to have parties. Uh, they yeah. had the cops called on them a few times. Um, they ended up leaving the apartment. There were like some moldy chicken nuggets left behind. Oh my God. Uh, left in the oven. <laughs> uh, so I kind of soft <laughs> In the, oven, in in the, the oven. oven, they didn't even eat it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so rest in peace to the chicken that was killed for those, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, You know, Harambe the chicken. <laughs> but so, um, you know, so I was, I mean, it wasn't rough per se. It was more of like a nuisance. Um, it was a nuisance for the neighbors in that building. And we want to respect our neighbors. Um, you know, I, we've really been blessed with the students that we've had, um, you know, as a whole um, that have just been, you know, they really treat, like, I think people, especially like in, we're lucky with working with Stephen's students because Stephen's is a tech school, but um, the students that we've worked with so far really have a ton of respect for the spaces, have a ton of respect for neighbors, and we really haven't had challenges on that side. Um, which has been fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, speak, yeah, oh, you know. I was just gonna
4: say, speaking of like giving students housing, which is this whole talk that we're having, Yeah. I don't think we've mentioned it yet, but the podcast setup we're in right now is not where we usually record. Oh yeah. Actually, uh, yeah. yeah? We <laughs> haven't actually even mentioned it. We're currently in one of your apartments recording. You guys just set this place up, it looks amazing. We've kind of changed it up to make it work for the podcast, but any student that's going to Stevens, looking for housing in Hoboken, Look at, this, look at this. People, be, look at this. The beautiful like good time sign right. behind you. It's, <laughs> it's an amazing place. And
2: actually, Rishi actually signed with Mike I himself. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I can attest so, to the
0: fact. The, the thing that really pulled me in was, first of all, the sense of community that you build with your students, because it was not only that, like, it was not only like the, like the, like you're not only renting me the apartment. Like, it wasn't just that. You'd have a lot of events, a lot of activities. You got to know us. I remember the first time that we met you, and we came to look at the apartments. It was actually in this apartment or maybe the second time we sat upstairs. I'm pretty sure for an hour and talked about fantasy football <laughs> until <laughs> the others almost like got mad at us for like, was, like I'm not, I'm so serious. Like I was like so amazed the fact that like my realtor, so to say, a person selling me this house can be so personal to me and that was really the selling point and that and also I just didn't want to live on campus <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. this is yeah. this, this is it's just so much more accessible for me like it's yeah. it yeah. just right. made so much easier but i have to ask you like personally what do you think is the selling point of hudson dorms like what do you think drags students in the most and say like i want to live in hudson dorms cuz if we're, if we're saying it like the new towers, Steven's just got two new towers, the UCC mm-hmm. towers. They are very nice towers, right? Yeah. And it's very close to campus, very close to classes, but I just want to know what you think is your main selling point. Like what do you think brings students in the most? Yeah.
1: Um, know, yeah, I think there's a like a, we try to do a bunch of different things. Um, I think, uh, in a, it's, it's sometimes a little bit hard to explain, especially through a sales process. I think that there's a lot of things that we've optimized in housing that just make things easy. Um, there's a few that I'll highlight, um, but uh, so like, yeah, you mentioned the community being the first one. Um, our our uh, slogan right now is uh, convenient, committed, connected, um, and so you know our goal is to create convenient spaces um, that uh, you know our, our goal is to create convenient spaces We're uh, connecting our students together, not only with each other but with us, um, and then we're you know we're committed to making that happen. Uh, as a little sneak peek we're thinking about changing that to caring um hmm. because we really care about our students and we feel like that's a more powerful word than connected or than uh committed, committed. oh caring um, yeah uh, okay. caring I, you, I did, you it sounded Karen? like Karen i was like yeah. I would <laughs> my. Karen? are you kidding me I <laughs> <want my word>. <laughs> <laughs> I you shall want... listen better <laughs> um, <laughs> but so yeah um so i think i think community is a big piece of that um uh, it kind of you know obviously starts with me. Um, and not only does it start with me, but it starts with the people who I bring along to make you know Hudson dorms happen. Um, you know to make sure that all the students that are living with us feel like they're part of a community, feel like they're part of, um, you know they feel like they're in an environment where they can continually learn, focus on what's important for them. Uh, you know, like Chris you got to set up a podcast. You know, start a podcast instead of uh, having to worry about trying to figure out where he's going to live next year. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. you know, like a, you know, nuts and bolts is what it is. But so is that. Um, there's a lot of nuance to how we handle our students. You know, like like you know, handling each student's payments individually, which oh, right. is something that you would never yeah. think about. Like you're not like like when you if you're getting an apartment off campus, you're not thinking like oh well like is it going to be a pain in the ass to split a rent check every month? Yeah, yeah. But it kind of is. Yeah, and yeah. like the fact that we handle each student individually um, not only means that like it's easier for them, it also means it doesn't create conflict. Right. You know, yeah. right. it's like, oh yeah, dude, like you can't use the AC that much because it's going to raise our utility bill and like I'm broke as hell. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like like literally things like that. Like, yeah. I do you do not to like that. that. You, you
0: did say convenience and a big part of that is your business model and your pricing model. I think that was like one of the biggest factors for me as well because – The thing about it, Hoboken, like what, like twenty years ago, was a complete shithole. Like all the housing, all the prices were down. There was Mm -hmm. a lot of crime in the area, a lot of drugs, everything. And they've kind of like they've kind of like they've refurbished the entire community, and now Hoboken is like a beautiful neighborhood, right? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, the prices for rent have gone up because before I met you, I was looking for apartments for the year after Mm. because obviously I'm trying to like make sure I get the best apartment on time. Mm-hmm. And I would look and they would like charge me like, like, like I'd ask them for rent and be like $5,000 or like $6,000 for like something that's maybe even smaller than this apartment. And like the prices are kind of like crazy and oboken. And, and the fact that you made it on like a semester basis rather than like the entire year. So you're not forcing people to, you know, have that thing for the entire year was like, mm-hmm. a big selling point. And I think it's like, it's really great. The pricing model is like amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, thing, I really
4: respect that because yeah. I'm from UIUC mm-hmm. and so. The housing system there is honestly a mess because it's a bunch mm. of giant leasing companies who don't really care about the fact that it's college students that they're leasing to. Right. So one, they don't have student; um, they don't make each student pay individually. You have rent for the entire yep. for the entire the unit, month, yeah. and if a student, <clears throat> if one of the students misses out on it, you have a big issue between roommates. On you know, and you see that all the time on like our, our school subreddit because students are like, oh my my roommate's not paying rent. What do I do? Who do I contact? How do I figure this out? And then also the thing with subleasing being able to do it on a semester to semester basis someone has a co-op freshman or or, sorry fall or spring semester Mm -hmm. they can go do that and that space is open whereas at UIUC, it's a big mess because you see every other post is just i am subleasing does anyone want to sublease or does anyone want to grab my apartment and it's Mm. such a strain on like everyone just trying to figure out where housing goes where and so i really respect the fact that you guys have that like business model where it's it caters towards students who are it's meant for students and students are the ones who come to you and i think it's beautiful that like yeah you guys make that a
1: Um, There's a cool piece that we do as well, uh, where we, I don't think anyone in your group is doing it, but let's say if somebody's going on co-op in the spring, uh, we have like an addendum that allows them to uh, do two non-continuous semesters. So if they end up, uh, you know, for no additional uh, cost for them, they can, uh, you know, live with us in the fall, have the option to not live with us in the spring, because it's kind of like an options contract, right, where they can exercise an option. Um, you know, go to Mississippi to have an internship, um, and then come. I don't know, yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, I know why it's a Lizzo song, uh, <laughs> Mississippi boys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But so, uh, so then come back in the fall, uh, <laughs> come back in the fall and, uh, you know, and then live with us and know they have housing. And so, um, That's like a, that's like a pretty cool thing. And then what we'll do is we'll introduce the, if it's, if it was a group of four, one person left you, we now bring in a new fourth person via matchmaking, introduce everyone, um, to each other. And then as long as that's a good fit, they live with each other for the spring. And, uh, it makes that whole process seamless. You don't have to stress about the subleasing stuff like a hundred percent. I had a, um, roommate my senior year who was a co-op student and he literally paid rent for the five months so he could have the apartment for the spring. Wow. and just like that sucks yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it seems was, like such an
3: obvious like detail or small thing to do but it's such a major convenience
1: yeah yeah inside. it
4: really is oh big time yeah, yeah. you don't yeah. have
0: to be paying for the extra months where you're not even living there and is also because you're not going to find that many people in Hoboken that's just going to want to live there for five months mm-hmm. if right. they're coming for an internship most likely they're going to be living in the city or like that so it's trying to it's kind of hard to find that that's that's what I found amazing about this model yeah yeah, thank you. <laughs>
2: yeah, so I was just going to say, like, Nish was talking about how, like, you know, UI, UC has, like, these big leasing companies, like, Michigan's same problem. So, like, wh- where do you kind of see yourself in the next five, maybe ten years? Like, do you think expanding beyond Stevens, maybe going to different campuses, kind of solving that problem that all these students are having? Because, believe it or not, like... We're having these problems, and we need people like you and your stu- Hudson Dorms companies to come and kind of give us that flexibility that we're not getting from these bigger companies.
1: Yeah, right? um, I think definitely the school, the um, the current thought is to uh, expand and um, you know help students and other at other you universities. Know. Um, you know, it'll definitely be challenging. I want one of, so one of the things we do really well at, uh, with Hudson Dorms is you know myself and then Dennis. <laughs> 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 uh, runs our maintenance program, uh, for Hudson dorms. Um, he's fantastic. Uh, but him and I are both alumni of Stevens. Um, Emily, our interior designer, uh, I was dating as a sophomore. Uh, so she's lived with me all throughout Stevens as well. Um, a big piece of what helps us be successful here is that like we went to Stevens we've understand the unique challenges with Stevens. So part of our challenge with trying to expand to other schools, we want to make sure that we have people uh, on our team, that are experts in right. those schools, in the nuances of those schools, the challenges that those students face, which might be different than the challenges that Stephen's students face. Um, I think that's why it's always a big piece to make sure that we're listening to the students that we're uh, expanding, like if we're expanding to another college, we want to make sure we're going there and listening to the students, not thinking that we know everything.
4: Right, because each market's different. Every, right,
1: every, yeah. Everywhere is different. Um, yeah, and just try to make an impact in those students' lives. So I think yeah. that's definitely the goal. Kind
4: of going with that. So right now you're catered mostly towards you know Stevens students. Do you see people outside of that kind of range? You see like NYU students who maybe go into the city mm-hmm. for classes, you see um, people who are doing internships during the semester, or during like the school year that go into the city, that- do you see anything like that here as well, or? Yeah,
1: um, we got a few. Um, we don't do our advertising that way, so we do not get like a ton, yeah. um, but we definitely get a few. I was actually, last November, I was on a podcast, uh, or I was interviewed by the uh, um, freshman at NYU Stern. We were talking about oh. housing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's one of the spaces where we think we might be able to make an impact, um, but we want to learn more first. And yeah. I think that, um, you know, so part of, as I mentioned with management, part of my goal is to figure out how I can reallocate my time to understand what the challenges of NYU students are, which means I'm spending less time here, which means that I want to make sure that my team is able yeah. to take care of the needs of our students here. We don't want to, you know, our goal is to not drop anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. So... I mean, so that's why it's challenging. Yeah. I think but the picking,
0: biggest part of that is credibility, right? Because you have to build credibility with yourself first. Because, I don't know, are you guys familiar with storage scholars? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, so yeah, yeah. they basically, they, like, employ students or, like, people from, like, certain college areas. And then, store, so, so, storage scholars, basically, if you don't know, it's, like, it's, like, a summer packaging system. So, you give them your stuff, and they'll keep your stuff in, like, a storage area over the summer, and you can come pick it back up after. Right? And then, so, the way they do their model is that they'll hire students from all these different colleges to, like, act as their, like, uh, student scholar, like, liaisons. And they'll, like, come pick up your stuff, put it in the boxes, bring it to the stuff. So this way they can broaden their reach without actually having to be there and also giving students jobs, right? But the biggest problem that they had in the beginning was credibility because, like, why not – why won't I just go to, like, a regular storage space and just put it there myself? Why do I trust storage scholars, right? So how do you think that you, like, built your credibility really? Because, like, a lot of people coming into the space, especially with, like, marketing as well for your company. You know, everyone wants to be relevant, but it takes time and it takes credibility for someone to say like, Oh, like this guy, you know, like i I think I can live with him because you know, I trust that everything will go seamlessly. I won't have too many problems living as apartment. So how mm-hmm. did you really build that credibility up?
1: Yeah. I, I think you kind of uh, answered a little bit there. Uh, treat people well and it takes time.
2: Yeah.
1: Right. Um, a lot of things are just based on reputation. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and branding in a bigger sense. Um, but, you know, uh, so I, I think that's, like, the, the biggest thing. Like, you know, you, you treat people well. You know, so the first food, the, the first students that moved in with us, if they had a problem, we'd run there right away. Uh, we'd take care of them. And, of, of course, we still treat our students that way, where if there's problems, we take care of them as soon as possible. And, um, you know, we try to be super responsive. And the way we have our maintenance uh, set up, like our maintenance um, chats, I'll call them, It becomes more like tech we use slack so it becomes more like texting um and that uh, speeds it up but um it starts with that where you know the first students that moved in with us we treated them well uh we got to know them uh those students then in turn talk to other people and say hey like these guys are pretty cool you should check them out um and then when those students check us out they're like these guys are pretty cool um they took care of us really well um and then you know that cascades um you have to allow that to cascade um, and, uh, that just takes time. So it, it takes time and it, um, it would just require, you know, it takes time and it just requires a treat people. well.
2: I mean, you mentioned that, um, you know, you, you might want to potentially branch out to different markets and things mm-hmm. of that nature. So obviously like you're very invested in the real estate business, you're really well versed. Um, and so my thing was just, I was looking at news and it was saying how, like, like New York, there's a lot of people flocking away from New York towards, like, you know, Florida, su- Southern states. So Like, what do you think are like kind of the top markets, top real estate markets right now in America? Like, is it the South? Is it in particular cities that you have in mind that are fast growing? And so, you know,
1: I think that the schools that we would end up choosing, um, I, I think that we, what we do a little bit works better in an urban environment. Um, you know, I don't I think there's a lot of big players that operate in more suburban slash rural environments. Um, you know, I'm not a developer and right. a lot of those companies are developing, like develop a building, yeah. um, not, not an interest of mine per se, but uh, um, I think that the spaces that we would choose aren't necessarily the places where there's like a, a really strong real estate growth in general. Okay. Um, I think it's a place where we feel like we can make the biggest impact, um, you know, and that I think would start with trying to f- select schools that are struggling with their housing. Um, you know, in the way that Stevens um, didn't have enough housing for all its students and can't guarantee students housing for four years. Um, and, 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 you know, the one thing I'll mention, and I mentioned this before, uh, Stevens does really try their best. They have really good people that uh, are in their residential department uh, working to help students to the best of their ability. Um, you know, but Hoboken's a challenging environment for them as well. Um, and so we'd be looking for somewhere that we feel like we can make an impact um, and make a difference for the students. And that would be, um, you know, the place we'd want to target. Yeah. Do you have
3: any kind of competitors in this area in Hoboken specifically, or are other companies also doing this similar in other cities?
1: Um, not nothing that we've directly heard of. Um, you know, I mean, there's other student housing organizations, obviously. Um, nothing in Hoboken. Uh, you know, our theoretically our competition is the college itself. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> but you know, we want them to fill up their housing. Because uh, if they can't fill up their housing, then there's a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then, you know, obviously there's off-campus apartments people can get, um, you know, the Greek housings, things like that. There's other options, mm-hmm. and yeah. we don't mean to um, take take over those. Um, but so, actually a cool aside on that is uh, the Kappa Sig Fraternity at Stevens, actually, um, the building that they had, uh, the owner is selling it. And we're actually now housing the Kappa Steak house. Oh, wow. uh, so, uh, yeah, the Kappa Stig, the Kappa Stig house, we're going to have like all their rituals and stuff like that. Um, is actually being a Hudson dorms, uh, location, Sick, um, which, which, which we're pretty, we're pretty proud of. Uh, pretty excited for the, that group of guys. Um, some of them lived with us for a few years and they're awesome. Uh, so one thing that we're excited about, but, um,
2: you can go to one of their parties as well. Maybe. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I'd fun. I'll, I'll play Pong, um, yeah. yeah. uh, but I think that, um, you know, if we, we go to other schools, like, competitors is one of the things that we kind of pay attention to. Right. Um, one of the things that, like, I also kind of believe about competitors is, like, uh, we like to learn from them as well. Um, everyone does different things well, and we want to, like, figure out what they're doing well, mm-hmm. and hopefully they figure out what we do well, um, so that, you know, collectively it makes students' lives better, you know, if, if that's the goal of our company... Um, then we're accomplishing that right. and so mm-hmm. we want to go to spaces and understand what they do and uh, in the same way we listen to what Stevens does a lot uh, so we'll look at them and say oh well they do this okay cool we do it like this right now and how can we learn from both and make something even better yeah. so well, yeah. can you
4: can you talk us through the process you ended up getting this capacitive house you have this apartment you have tons of others across Hoboken. what's the process of kind of deciding where you want to get real estate because mm-hmm. getting a rental property means you have to kind of way two options. You have students who probably aren't paying a ton for rent because they just aren't capable of it. Mm-hmm. And then you also want a place that they can enjoy, a place that isn't far off of campus, a place that's relatively close. So what's the what's your thought process in coming to a property deciding whether or not it fits for a student? How do you like weigh those kind of two sides of deciding what you want to get?
1: So uh um our interior designer is beautiful, fantastic. Uh, <laughs> she's awesome. Uh her name uh that's Emily, she's our interior designer. She's my girlfriend i have dating for eight years. Um, wow. She's a big piece of that. Um, so there's a, there's a you know there's a piece that I'm involved as far as like location, uh, understanding what the cost of the space will be, so that we can uh, you know make sure that it uh, works out for us um, financially, um, and you know works out for our students of course. But so um, she's a big piece of that, uh, especially when it comes to like how like which spaces we choose, bedroom sizes is important for us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and like one of the things that we really look for is quality spaces. Because um, we, we won't take spaces that feel like chintz or cheap or um, something like that, because it it would be a reflection of who we are, and we want our students to feel like they're in a space that like means that they're taken care of. Um, you know, there's not going to be a ton of problems that pop up because like the, the cabinetry hasn't been like cared about in 30 years. Um, so I think that's a big piece of it. Um, so how do we choose it? I would say you know location's a piece of it. We want to make sure it's close to campus. I've lived in Hoboken for ten years now, so I can kind of get a feel for what that feels like. Um, and you know, on top of that, it's just you know trying to understand the different advantages of that building, making sure it feels comparable to what we have now, and then making sure the spaces work themselves.
4: Yeah.
3: You mentioned that you work with your girlfriend, and so as someone so young who's, like, so invested in his business already, and I'm sure it takes a lot of time out of your life to do something like this, yeah. how do you feel like you've achieved a good balance between social life and work life?
1: Yeah, you say that there is a balance there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, um, yeah, I, I, it is hard. Um, you know, my, my brother and I, uh, I, I have an identical twin brother. Really? Um, yeah, so... What if uh, he's
2: the one actually doing this podcast? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but so, uh, you know, we're, we're a little bit different in the sense that, uh, I mean, he, 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 he's doing really well for himself now as well. He's you know owns a few buildings already. Um, you know, but he definitely has a little bit more of a social life than I do. Um, and that's a little bit of one of those things that you, you decide, right? Like, there's, there's pros and cons to everything. Um, there's checks and balances, as I kind of mentioned earlier. So, um, you know, there's definitely a little bit of a lack of social life, uh, not totally. Um, because again, I can choose what that balance is, right? Mm-hmm. I, we can, you know, can I work 20 hours a day instead of 12 and you know, grow Hudson norms faster, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's a certain point where I want to spend time. So, um, I think f- as, from a girlfriend side, uh, I, we make sure we have quality time and not just time with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, like I work with her for a few hours every, you know, maybe about like two hours a day. Um, but, we make sure that like, you know, for example, last night we, worked, we got sushi for dinner right. and like, you know, it's just like, okay, great. Like we're both free. Like, let's take advantage of this time and not just like sit there on our computers at home. We make sure we go out and go somewhere and spend some time together. So, um, you know, it's, it's just building in quality time. Um, one of the things I want to learn is, uh, building balance or, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, boundaries. Um, so that's one of the things I want to learn. It's like, Okay, well, like here I'm not working, and I kind of like shut off my phone and kind of let myself fully excommunicate and let myself have some like time, like actually have downtime. So, something to learn from me, but.
4: Does does eight. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, does eight years mean something is coming in the future? Oh, (laughs) 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 Hey, don't put him in the hot seat. No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Did someone turn off the AC?
1: (laughs) But so, uh, you know. Uh we like to take things one day at a time. Yeah. Um there's a lot going on with Hudson Dorms. Uh and we're both in a space where we feel comfortable with we are where we are. Um but the one thing I'll say relationship wise is there's no reason to date someone if you don't think that there's a possibility to marry them eventually. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, yeah, I agree.
2: With Steve, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's a um, great that's a great note to kinda
0: Transition. transition. Transition to what? <laughs> Rishi. <The> fantasy, football. <laughs> fantasy football. What? What? The reason. The
2: reason we're laughing is because every time we transition to something like a new segment, Rishi acts like he doesn't know what it is, and that's kind of like the, where he's like, like if we go to like a game, he's like, a game? What? Like we know that, like we've already pre-planned that, so it's kind of something like that. But um, yeah, let's talk about fantasy football. All right, so now kind of transitioning into, you know, something that we all kind of love and do, fa- fantasy football, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, the yeah. season is coming up. Bum,
1: bum, 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 all right. Better Netflix
2: better, better, dropped better, better. that quarterback documentary. <laughs> and oh we've gotten hyped. I've, I've at least gotten hyped from that whole Mahomes, Carl uh, Nassib, yeah. you know, banter that mm-hmm. they were going on. Mm-hmm. So we're sitting here, right, at least in, in our league with the king.
3: Right, we have Ari. I didn't win, right? man. I didn't win. Win. I didn't win. He this didn't guy. win.
2: Bro. He didn't win, but every year, every year, he's always, like, it's very evident that he's one of the most, like, one of the be- better, you know, players in fantasy football. I've been playing for six, eight, six to eight years, right? Somewhere. I've only know.
0: joined your league for one year. Yeah, it's no, really yeah. but I'm one saying year. in general. like In, in general, football.
2: I've been playing for a long time. Um, so, yeah. hmm. And so, kind of take us through, first of all, your record, and then, because I'm definitely not going to reveal my strategy before our draft, but I want you to kind of tell us who do you think are, you know, your go-to players that you're going to pick? So first kind of tell us your strategy or your re- record and then, okay. you know, kind of go through um,
1: that. I typically have around a 65% win rate. Okay, that's, that's so. pretty good. Yeah, uh, you, sorry, uh, uh, let, me, let, me, let me rephrase. Uh, in individual games. So my yeah, record, right. like, you know, 66% right, right, right. win, win percentage. Yeah, right, right. Not like I win 66% of yeah, yeah, my so I just yeah. have oh. <laughs> to, I have to know, I have
0: to know, no matter how much nonsense I talk about football and random stats, he knows that like tenfold. I promise wow. you. Know. Yeah. 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 I
1: you. Uh, so what do you call it? Yeah. So I, I we win about two thirds of our games on average. It may be a little less than that, but around, around there. Um, I've played football or fantasy football since 2013. So, but I guess this is my 10th year doing it. Okay. Um, uh, we are really good at getting second place. Uh, I do most of my leagues with my twin so brother. So I'll I that week. there you go. Oh, okay. You so guys co-manager? Uh, he can attest to that, by the way. I, I've played around 70 leagues now. Wow. I think I've what? won four. Um, and I've gotten like, like 25 second places. Wow. <laughs> like week, week 17 or like, well, week, now week 17 used to yeah, be week 16. PC, I don't know. Yeah. I shit the bed every time. Uh, uh, so like for example, two years ago, um, I had a lot of Antonio Brown. <laughs> um, and that was, nice. the, I was at the game, the Jets, the game? Jets game. No way. I wanted to watch Tom Br- I have a friend who has PSLs. Um, so we get, we get to watch, um, from the, fir- from the fir- first row, uh, not first row, uh, first section. Um, and we got to watch Tom Brady live. It was really cool. And, of course, like, Antonio Brown, I think, we went for, like, two for 16. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, like, totally destroyed it. And uh, I actually had, like, Najee Harris on the studio's defense against the Browns. And Najee Harris had, like, 30 no. points. <laughs> but uh, I was, of course, going against Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow week uh, six. Yeah, so I got, I got Burrowed. <laughs> um, you got the butter. You got the bone. Yeah, yeah, just dig me a hole. <laughs> so so are, you, are you a Patriots fan? No, he's a Steelers fan. No, I'm a Steelers oh, fan. I, I, I got the yeah. Steelers belt here. Uh, all right, so gotta represent. Get, Get out of here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> why Why are you a Steelers fan? Because <laughs> Jesse James caught it. It's nonsense. It's <laughs> <That's> nonsense. <laughs> nonsense. He didn't catch shit. He uh, uh, <laughs> did I not know. catch shit. Was, we got, got a was big homer over here. I a yeah,
2: huge every episode, every episode. No, the Patriots are somehow like two decades. With high He's
4: like, you know whose finances are really good. The, the Patriots. Patriots. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, the, we are. We have like oh, <laughs> <laughs> to <about> um, do <laughs> Talking about Dorms. Um, like. You know who needs
3: a new place to live? Um, <laughs> <Talk about Reddit>. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we
0: have one of the top five most valuable teams in the world. We do, up. yeah. We've talked no. about it. Yeah, we, yeah, we've definitely yeah, talked about it. But
2: so kind of going to this season, obviously there's you know, new running backs, mm-hmm. new wide receivers, Eckler might get traded. What are some of your thoughts on kind of the go-to players to draft, if you're, you know, drafting. So
1: I actually more draft a strategy than players. Um, mm, so okay. I tend to go robust running back. I'll usually get like two in the first four rounds, um, regardless of the year. So like, so like, this year I think it's kind of so this year is actually kind of really similar to, like 2015. Uh, in 2015 was like the uh the heyday of like Odell Beckham Jr. Oh my games. God! They were yeah. one, two, three, um, and uh, it kind of this kind of feels a little bit like that because I think. I actually haven't looked at ADP that much but I think like Justin Jefferson Justin and Jamar 1. Chase 1. 1. 1. 1. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. I assume J.J. is going to be it's, the overall number one it's, this
0: it's. year Jettas, Jamar, and then Tyreek are top three. Really? Yeah. Jettas, Jamar, to Tyreek. No, not Cooper non-total ADP. Probably. I'm talking about wide receiver ADP. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Wide receiver ADP. Oh, yeah. I do
3: think right now there is a bit of a change though because right now the wide receiver market I feel like is kind of dominating compared to running backs. Oh, recently. easily. That's oh, what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. And, and so without, this year without,
1: without. it's you go robust running back. Yeah. Like every other year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. this year you're just gonna take advantage of it more because you yeah. get like Saquon like late second, so you can pair like McCaffrey and Saquon. Yeah. And it's just like stupid. Exactly. Um, you well, should, you we'll should be able to do that. Yeah, we'll see what happens with Saquon. now. Please, Saquon, well, I gotta sign that deal. He has yeah, to. You, you got your um, Giants
0: homers right yeah. here, bro. But if it's not oh, Saquon,
1: bro. like you can go like like if you're in a uh, Gary two Brightwell. flex leagues, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gary <laughs> I'm not, Matt Breida, He's on my dynasty team. <laughs> 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 uh, they have Eric Gray too, but um, but so like if you start your, you can literally start Christian McCaffrey like 104, 103, yeah. then get like uh, you know, uh, who's like maybe like a. Tony Pollard, mm, Saquon, yeah. like that's around like late second, right? Yeah. And then you can get like Derrick Henry in the third. Like That's crazy. That Derrick Henry. So, like it's ridiculous. so why do you think that
2: is? Like, it cuz there's so there's so many running It's backs. a wide receiver heavy market. I think
1: yeah. I think so it's true. actually a change uh where a lot of people are playing dynasty. Um Okay. And I think what happens is people like wide receivers hold their value better in dynasty, right? Uh and I think people tend to like that's also why like I think younger players are trying to Scroll up a little bit. Like the Amon-Ra, like Garrett yeah. Wilson. Like should Garrett Wilson, you, like, is there really, like, a 50% probability that Garrett Wilson has a better year than Devontae Adams? No.
2: Yeah. Not 100%. 100%. Like, like, yeah. what? like, like Devontae Adams is that's bullshit. No. Like, I mean, I, you know, I had him, I had him. But you know, what, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like,
1: like, that's, like, for me, like, I would Devontae yeah. Adams 5 times out of 10. Yeah. yeah. This year? This year. So, yes, wait, 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 wait. So, you're saying, you're saying that you'll
0: take Garrett Wilson over Devontae Adams straight up? Right now? You take, in this, for fantasy? For fantasy league. Not not this past year. year. No, no. You're taking taking Garrett Wilson over Devontae Adams. For fantasy? Yes. 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 Yeah. What? You are high. What? What? Are you kidding what? me? You're ridiculous. You're, it's, okay, it you're, doesn't matter what team Devontae's on. He's producing the numbers because he's always going to get the receptions. Yeah. He's always going to get I think, that large target share.
3: bro. I
2: think Garrett Wilson might have a better year this year if than Aaron Rodgers, Devontae right, Adams. Right, stop I'm not. Aaron I'm Aaron being Rogers super just serious. Personally,
3: shipped in all of his wide receivers from the Packers. Man. That doesn't mean he's not he going to like Garrett Wilson. I know, but he, he Garrett has Wilson is the a target. clear number no,
2: one. No, no, no. It
3: doesn't matter if he's the number one. It's your Aaron Rodgers.
2: Dude, Garrett Wilson had. I think. Did he have a thousand yards? No.
3: No. That's
2: my he, point. But he was very Wait, close. Yeah. <laughs> no, but my exactly. point is he had Zach Wilson at quarterback. No I don't think well, Devontae well, well, Adams is getting respect to Mike
1: White's name. Yeah, <laughs> Mike,
2: let's be, like, nah. Okay. Like, I, I do not. You know,
0: I'm glad, I'm glad you brought this up because I really want to say that I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to be as good as everyone hyped him up to be. I think he's mm. going to. I, I am no worried about that. I don't know about, about that. that.
1: Aaron Rodgers had, like, like every year, Aaron Aaron Rodgers wasn't very good, or wasn't a very good fantasy quarterback last year. Oh, yeah. that's right. Of course. And that, yep. that directly translates to receivers. Yep. Um, yep. Where Devontae Adams had, like, what, I think it was, like, 1,612. I don't know his I don't remember his exact stat line but it was like like he was like the number one receiver. Yeah. Like I and like you know do you expect some sort of regression because he's at thir- cuz he's I think now 29 or 30. Like yeah probably a little bit. Plus, But the G. probability that Garrett Wilson puts up a 1400 yard season is I I think lower than the probability that Devontae Adams puts up a 1400 yard season. Exactly. I would take I would I take know. takes over I think Diggs is already over ahead of Garrett Wilson at ADP, yeah. right? Oh, he's Okay. He's yeah, I, s- I agree with Diggs that. Diggs is like the number Diggs. two wide receiver, number three wide receiver. I don't think, that I don't I don't think that, that, that's, don't that, that's not a question. Wilson, see, just, see, yeah. That's see, see, That's, that's why I'm
0: confused, right? If it's a no question for Diggs. Because it's situation.
3: Like, bro, okay. Wait, wait, wait. What's happening with the Raiders' quarterback situation? Exactly. It's Jimmy G. I mean, Jimmy G. No, bro. That upset that Jimmy
2: G. Dinking and dunking.
1: You know, I, don't I don't think so I don't fan. think that, Come on. On. If you consider them I mean, equal yes, will, Which I think is a yeah. fair yeah, But would, the yeah. difference they're But they're the, the house difference house is Derek
2: good. Hart yeah. Throws the long ball A lot better than Or a lot more and better Than Jimmy G You would know this Sorry you would
0: know this out of everyone because Jimmy G was on the Patriots. You have seen a dip, Jimmy G's long, long I'm telling you, Jimmy G was put into two different systems which they prioritize. They prioritize, you know, dump-offs to the running back or like a prioritize the strong running game, maybe some quick yeah, routes down the middle. The yeah, because so. like, like, you think about how many times did they actually throw deep to Brandon Ayuk to the end zone, right? They didn't have to do that because you have Christian McCaffrey rolling out from the backfield, you know, quick dump-off, quick 15 yards. They have, have Josh Jacobs, bro. Huh? They have Josh Jacobs. Right, exactly. But that's what I'm saying. But now... Josh Jacobs, Josh Jacobs is not the same type of uh, catch and run running back like Christian McCaffrey. He's a primarily like like workhorse like right down the middle like A gap, B gap, C gap yeah. running back, right? So they're going to lean on their receiver. He's going to definitely lean on Devontae Adams one, arguably the best receiver in the NFL.
3: You know, you're backing up Josh Jacobs a lot for someone who traded him away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: So after I traded him away, I was actually four and one. Oh, good job, so uh, did yeah, yeah. So and and,
3: and have you realize, huh? entire, and No, but that
2: it, it The trade worked in my favor, so I wouldn't be. We were completing complaining the entire. Huh? time. I forgot the terms, but like, um, I needed some switch, and I like. Essentially, what happens? I trade away Josh Jacobs, and I got four wins out of it. So I was like. Alright. Okay. I'll I mean yeah, it. it all depends on what you traded for. Yeah. Um, exactly.
3: He got con- the thing is on the surface life. level, it looked like a horrible trade when you look at exactly. it. Exactly. But mm. the thing is he just got really lucky. Like didn't you get like which Baltimore like running back did you No, I actually no no. No, no no I didn't got, I, got, I, I, I right? got Huh? No,
2: no, you got you got we I no, back. here's the thing. I don't think I was that lucky because everyone else thought it was a terrible trade. I'm like, watch these players value appreciate in the next four weeks and they actually did. Four weeks
4: is not like long like how you there's no way you could have just predicted that to happen there was oh. nothing happening in
2: like dude there's yeah. so i mean again i don't, no, remember, the no I don't remember the exact details of the trail but, but like but like it was all about like injuries and rosters and stuff mm. like that and yeah. that's what it was no, wait, and dude, also i needed and the, the biggest the thing, thing was i had a a like not as good as Josh Jacobs at RB2 but i had a decent RB three that I could put in an RB2, but I did not have a good flex. I had a terrible flex. So I needed that extra wide receiver yeah, that, to get in. Yeah, yeah. So it was yeah, a more of a depth one. thing, yeah. and it ended up working out. A I, 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 I so. trade for
1: Josh Jacobs obviously can make sense. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> so. And if it results in a win, you know, exactly. yeah. Yeah.
3: Our, our league was just riddled with horrible trades, I'm telling you. what like, <laughs> One of the people in our league just robbed everybody, and it enraged all of us so much because I... This is a big, like, conflict going on right now with our league, right? Hey, Arishi ridiculous. gets heated on this. And, and I understand it's a tough decision, right? Do we allow the vote
2: for oh, trade? Yeah. Of
3: course. Because it's the thing so is, obvious. in my opinion... I never liked it because Either I that. think if I do a good enough job to convince someone or exactly. they're dumb enough to make the bad trade, that's on them. Yep. No, yep. you have to
0: understand this. Let me say it to you right now. And this is the reason I was, because I'm league manager, right? And I was the biggest <laughs> advocate against this because you think about it, exactly what I said was gonna happen, happened. Yeah. One of the person who won the league, ripped off as he goes to Rutgers, right? And we have other people who go to Rutgers with him. You See, them. He ripped him off as he goes to Rutgers? No. <laughs> <laughs> he was able to personally talk to them and completely just give right. them shit shit yeah, that, for their true. best thing so he had a roster he probably had two starting rosters an entire roster hmm, right yeah. and so at the beginning of the season i'm like i'm making up all these rules first of all it took me about three and a half weeks to convince them to actually start an auction draft and
1: everyone's everyone, be
2: be, all right i'm gonna say it right now he i was a, i was the a number one op- opposer stuff. to it and now i actually yeah. love it it's yeah. so i actually like it a lot you, so i'm actually happy you i've done a few do okay, so yeah. you people. like it better than Snake? Or? I do like it better than yeah. Snake.
1: Um, I don't. I haven't found a lot of people that also enjoy it. Okay. Uh, I like the flexibility of it. Yeah. I think it's um, also it's harder to, to set up, though. It's a, it's a lot it's more true. like it's you need to be together. together. You gotta like yeah, but we do like a whole. Show. It's, it's more fun it's, that we, like, way. Yeah. it yeah. yeah. if
4: you make it an event, then yeah, If you're
0: right? It took me three and a half weeks to convince them for that. And then I saw bringing out these rules, and they start looking at me like I'm some like weird imposter to the dictator. Like, like I'm just like these are normal rules. Like we don't play with these rules. I'm like. You have to vote on trades. And what happened? One person got away with every single trade. So what's going to happen this Here's year? And that's, that's the enforced. reason I lost. <laughs> yes, that's the reason you lost. Oh, well. And you guys Actually, are just like... I mean, we'll get into it. Yeah, we'll get into I just lot. didn't <laughs> understand what was the reasoning behind not voting on trades. Here's the reasoning, sense. right?
3: You know how people are in our league. No one will allow a trade to go through. Ex- no, exactly. You veto, veto. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, no, we're not we're learning to lead with sensible
4: yeah. humans. It would work. But it's we, not gonna We're not, not exactly. We're all
3: just. Everyone's just gonna veto, and then it's no fun. No you trade to happen. You just go with your drafted team and waivers. And, and, yeah, and yeah at that, and that, that point, know. it's like yeah. who,
2: who could who could stay up at one one a.m. on a Wednesday when the waiver wire gets no. But really
1: that's where screwed. the auction makes it tough because the waivers. Exactly. Yeah, okay. I know. But I'm just saying in general, like, you
2: know what I mean? Like, no, like there won't so, be yeah. fun. So what
1: I would, what we do is we do a commit. So you have to have a benign commissioner. or like a, a benevolent commissioner, right? Uh, step one. Uh, we only, we do, <laughs> we do commissioner only vetoes. And the only time a commissioner can veto the trade is if there's, uh, evidence of collusion, um, like clear evidence of okay. collusion. Yeah. Um, so a bad trade we let through collusion is usually like you'd veto the trade and kick mm-hmm. this person out of the league because then it's objectively cheating. Yeah. Right. Cause like, and the reason why collusion has to, hap- like has to happen, or has to get vetoed and kicked out, is because if you, know, if you have two teams that have one regular starting roster and you combine them onto one team, yeah. they'll make more money doing that yeah. Yeah. on the two buy-ins. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like you have yeah. to. It's just like one of the cruxes of fantasy football. Yeah. Cool. That's how I do it. Um, but it does require trust in the commissioner. If we do it like that, I think
3: it could work because I would trust Rishi to judge like a fair enough trade. But here's the thing, right? I, mm. I took well, it's point. not a
1: fair trade. That it's, it doesn't have to be fair. It's that's just collusion. Like, okay. like, oh, okay. yeah. yeah. right. Thing is, the, just yeah. the yeah. history, but the thing
3: is, some of them it's not exactly some of them wouldn't be collusion. But it's just that They're the so guy did bad. a great job of convincing someone because they. That's fine, fine. And, they, and they should allow that. Yeah, exactly. And that, that's
2: my point.
0: That's my yeah. Exactly. Rishi doesn't want
3: that to happen. No, but I still think there should be a vote. Like regardless, I think
0: the league decides. You vote on it. It's, it's, it's as simple as well, that, what's, right? What's the goal with the vote? The goal of the vote is, so basically the way in our league, a lot of people are lazy, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of people just won't care. And if we're letting every single trade pass by, right? Then it'll be a problem for other people who are trying to win this league, right? So mm-hmm. if we introduce this checks and balances system, which makes everyone vote on the trades, right? So the thing is, let's just say, let's just say I'm lazy, right? I don't pay attention to the league that much. And he wants a trade to go through. I don't vote on it. But then when I want a trade to go through, right, I'm gonna need that voting system, right. So we just have to build trust in the system for fantasy football. Get everyone to start voting.
3: And you know who's in our league. Do, we're, you, we're do, we're you, do you do you trust? trust them? The no, trust ma- them no. no but here's here's
2: another problem, right? I also, me and Ari are also on the same page about this. But another thing is, people will vote out of spite. Exactly. No, like exactly. if let's say me and Ari are both on in different groups of the of the league, and we're both let's say like. Like, right, like 7-0 and right and someone has a league that will like make his team better than it's my incentive to vote against that trade yeah, yeah, yeah. and that was that's what a lot of people end up doing it's not even fair it's simply just it's an oh I don't want you to win so I'm gonna not I'm gonna vote for the trade so yeah we we're just talking about dynasty so in terms of so for our like you See, the difference between, like, our, like, just fundamentally, our leagues and your leagues, you guys actually treat it as, like, fantasy football. You guys, like, have all, like, like, for us, we have, like, by the end of the, by the end of, like, the, like, the like the season, we have, like, what, six people or seven people who actually care. The other five Mm. are, like, just take my players. Like, I don't care, right? But, like, especially when it comes to, like, that's why, like, Dynasty will not work with us ever. Because, like, for example, I was talking about it, like, off camera, but we have this one person in our Dynasty when we did the draft that, Traded all of, his fu- all of his current slots of his draft mm-hmm. for future picks. And we just never had a future draft. So, like, yeah. he just lost a whole team right there, right? Yeah, so. unfortunate.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. I, I, uh, my brother and I set up our Dynasty League and picked people that we thought would be there for the long haul. And we're going into year three, so it's still a pretty new league. Yeah. But it's fun. Uh, and the, the nice thing about Dynasty, too... Is that if you're out of it, you're still in it for next year? Yeah. Um, yeah and so my brother, uh, the first year he had Alan Rob, he traded his 2022 first round pick for Allen Robinson, <laughs> uh, and this is like Alan Robinson's uh, down year at the Bears. Yeah. yeah. Right. Because uh, he was coming off of like three, you know, like 1108, like 80 for 1100. But you know he's declining. Seasons. Like they were yeah. solid. Like you know Alan Robinson was a solid receiver, like a perfect like third fourth round, like exactly what you want, like plug and play wide receiver two, um, tanked. And my brother decided, like, my brother started, like, the season, like, 0 and 8, and decided, Jeez. like, he sold so, Saquon Barkley. He sold Aaron Jones. Um, he sold Devontae Adams for Drake London. Um, he just got a lot younger. Um, and uh, my brother then, you know, tanked the next year, got the number one overall pick, and now has, like, Bijan, Christian Watson, Drake. Well, he actually wow. just sold Christian Watson and uh, two first round picks for Lamar Jackson. But <laughs> he's like, it's a, it's a superplex as well. So it's like, Lamar okay. Jackson, uh, Oh, Kenny Pickett, uh, Lamar Jackson—that's a good Pickett. young, um, a young court. Yeah. But it's like you know Bijan, Khalil Herbert, uh, Drake London, Marquise Brown, um, T.J. Hawkinson as his tight end. So it's a young squad, basically. So I actually guys. wanted to yeah.
2: ask you about this. So like yeah. we're we're looking at right now like Saquon, right? Like yep. his kind of situation, mm-hmm. and a lot of these, a lot of these um, clubs and a lot of these teams are doing running back by committee, yep. right? And what that's doing now is reducing. The market of the of running backs, like it's becoming so much more scarred. Like Melvin Gordon, who's in my opinion, I think he's a decent running back, doesn't even have a, like a job. Dalvin Cook doesn't have a job, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so how do you think like this RB market will go going forward in terms of the running back by community? Because in my opinion, like I see that, I'm like I am not touching any of the running backs in that team because you're not gonna get real value for them, right? So how do you see like that whole RB position kind of changing both contractually in, in the real NFL mm-hmm. as well as fantasy-wise in terms of value?
1: I understand why the NFL teams are doing what they're doing. Yeah. So like, you know, I get it. It makes yeah. sense. Uh, I also kind of agree with it. That's how I would run an NFL team. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Austin Eckler. <laughs> uh, but so um, it, I, 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 I kind of more of react to it, I guess. Um, kind of like observe and react more than I like kind of predict it. Because um, I don't really gain a lot from predicting it. Um. Yeah. And so, like, it, it, I think it tends to devalue the running back position from a fantasy football perspective, which is part of the reason why I probably you see a lot of the receivers going earlier and earlier in drafts. And you just take advantage of the dip, you know, just buy the dip. By the yeah. dip. <laughs> buy the dip. Buy the dip. dip. Oh, and, so, by the dip. and so that means by you buy, way. you know, your. I mean, Tony Pollard's on a franchise tag. I think he signed it. But uh, you know you sign yeah. you, you sign you get you get Tony Pollard. Um, I think like David Montgomery is like a seventh round pick. Jamal Williams had 15 touchdowns last year. Yeah, yeah, like he yeah. was on my team.
0: David Montgomery, yeah. Jamal. No, Jamal. Williams. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. he yeah. was fantastic. I had the unfortunate counterpart in DeAndre Swift. Oof. I've drafted DeAndre Swift for three years straight in hopes that he'll just have a boom year and I'll continue drafting him. <laughs> Looks like it's never going to happen. Sounds now. like you're drafting Garrett Wilson. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Probably the> same <laughs> argument as Garrett yeah. Wilson. Right? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm yeah. telling you, this year. Like, instead this of year. <laughs> having DeAndre Swift, you could have had like Josh Jacobs, who is just good yeah. every year. But then, at least at least
0: I acknowledge that you know he's not as good as the other guys, right? Yeah. Oh, my uh, God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 <laughs> he will. He
2: will have a good year, I'm telling you. Yeah.
1: Right. So, yeah. Go on. Sorry. Okay, I was going to say that, that kind of going back to that, that's my argument. Yeah. You know, you don't know a Garrett Wilson Exactly. Is. You, you know, don't know what's going to happen. That's, yeah, that's yeah.
3: valid. You want to go for, like, the consistent
1: player on there. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You don't need to win it on
3: Garrett Wilson. Yeah. So, we, we mentioned earlier, I came second in the league. And the reason <laughs> I lost is not actually just because the person I played had the super team of all the weird trades. It's actually I only lost by 17 points despite the crazy team he had. I lost by a healthy Jalen Hurts. I had Jalen Hurts, and he got hurt, right? Yep. I needed a quarterback. I turned to the waivers because none of my backups were really great. I don't think I even had a backup at that time. Mm-hmm. I go to the waivers. I put in a few orders, you know. None of them go through. It's Wednesday. I'm like, why don't I have a quarterback?
2: Oh, yeah.
1: And I see
3: that this guy took from the waivers the three best available quarterbacks. Makes sense. Just, to, just so that I couldn't have That's the right available yeah. It's, yeah. it's such a smart move, but I just lost just because of that. And the worst part of it is if I just took Gardner Minshew, who was like the actual replacement... I actually would have won. Oh, really? Because he had more than seventeen
2: points. Well, didn't really playing.
1: I took Carr. Derek Carr. Yeah.
2: <laughs> of course. <laughs> how much did he have? Eight. I don't want to talk. Yeah. That's part time, of the strategy yeah. of fantasy football. It's yeah. evaluating your other it's, team's other
1: roster. Great, and it's a great move. Yeah, I do. I do a ton yeah. of that. Yeah. Uh, that's actually how I consistently win. It's like, <laughs> not and not like yeah. just like blocking people. Right. But like, yeah. I mean, I block like a lot of times. I'll do that with defenses most of the time in the championship rounds. Where I'll pick up like three or four defenses and like prevent make them play. You know, the Redskins' defense against the Bears. Yeah. And like, yeah. even though the Bears are a bad offense and the Redskins are a, like a halfway yeah. decent defense, um, the bad teams versus bad teams can just be. Right. Um, oh, yeah. You know, where you take, like, the you know Steelers defense, Patriots defense, or something like that against, like, you know, some shit team. Yeah. We were talking also yeah. about the
3: auction earlier. And everyone who – if anybody yep. out there has never tried auction, I really suggest you try, try it. Make yeah. a whole event out of it. Bring your friends over. Set it up. It's a lot of fun. I actually
2: hated it before. Now I actually love it. Yeah. So it's actually – it's no, really good. I think
4: good. What you said about, like – oh, no – Said, oh, yeah, I was, I was he just cut him off you, Yeah, you <laughs> cut him off no, like you I, was just, I was just like yeah, 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 he's
2: okay. just uh, Continue, continue, continue. We're, okay, we're, That we're face we're is going. hilarious no, 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 so,
3: no, no, you, no, you got it oh, Okay, okay, so, okay. So, <laughs> so, well, so actually, what I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> so with the auction last oh year, God. it was really exciting, and so I nominated Patrick Mahomes onto the auction block with no intention of taking him. Yep. Oh I didn't want my God, I didn't want Because man. I knew someone's gonna in an auction. You gotta be smart with your quarterbacks, you know. People I knew would spend a lot of money on him. So I just I say, you know what, Patrick Mahomes, they'll toss his name out there immediately off the bat. Start low. Five dollars, six dollars, and then out of nowhere, one of our friends goes <laughs> fifty.
4: Oh my god! Fifty
3: dollars he threw out of our two hundred fifty dollar budget on Patrick Mahomes. Oh my god! Yeah. Fifty, $50. dollars. Two hundred. Two hundred. Two hundred. A quarter. Three. Three. quarter it two, 25% it on a quarter of twenty five percent of quarterback. Oh, it's two fifty. No, it's two fifty. Oh, it's two fifty. dollars But either way, I mean, like that's a lot. Yeah, Meanwhile, I got Jalen Hurts for nine dollars. Yeah, like
4: I got two late well. I got Lamar for eleven. Yeah. This is what I was about to say. Like I think. Like, this is my first year playing fantasy ever. I was never huge into football, but, like, now I'm starting to get into it. But, and one of my roommates was in our fantasy league, so, like, I was, like, slowly getting into it this year. But, like, when I, during the auction, I, like, completely realized that, like, playing, understanding the game of fantasy is way more important than understanding football itself. Mm-hmm. Like, being able to, like, look at what's going on just within the fantasy, like, page. Right. And then being able to understand from that and, like, figure out what I need to do mm-hmm. was so much more important. I didn't do that great. I still, I, I have... We, I always talk about this, but I would have ended up first if I had seven more points than him going into the playoffs. I would oh, have ended up yeah. first at the very top. Mm. But because I didn't have that, I ended up somewhere near the bottom. But
2: it, his team started like when we because we knew like he didn't start like he, he didn't like fall football. So when we first finished the auction, we're like he did. He drafted third, really well, third. Yeah. like okay. third yeah. strength. Yeah, so
4: I think that's like a huge point because I didn't understand football at all. But I yep. like I, I just did a little bit of research on how fantasy works. I think that like the way that you play that way is actually super smart, yeah. and I think it's, it's like it's why it's consistent. Yeah, right. because no. like
1: if you just try to pick good players every year, you kind of just you know you're not gonna have the same success than if you kind of have a strategy playing the game. So like yeah. I, I go I tend to go late quarterback, early tight end. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. not like too early, but i I was Greg Olson a bunch of years. Yeah. Um, oh wow. I was one year of Jordan Reed uh, when he was when he kind of had concussion stuff, um, which didn't work out. It did not. But oh, yeah. But like you know, so now it's probably gonna be a lot of TJ Hawkinson. Um, oh you yeah. You get you get your yeah. three or four. League, you know you probably get like three stud running backs and a good receiver. Mm-hmm. You get T.J. Hawkinson. Yeah. You get a bunch of depth receivers and then you get uh you
3: know.
0: But I think it sets you ahead though having a prime tight end because I, yes. I can oh, only I can only name like big, big leggy tight ends yeah. that I would actually want to go first like three rounds I draft in, yeah. which yeah. is yeah. Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews,
1: and probably T.J. Hawkinson to be honest. Yeah. You want to put Kittle
2: in there? Oh yeah, Kittle. Yeah. That's okay. my
1: dynasty tight end. You take that back. <laughs> <laughs> no I, yeah like likewise um I, I mean Kittle had 11 touchdowns last year i think it was yes. like 60 for seven sixty-five and 11 touchdowns 14 yes, teams. Yeah. um solid. <laughs> so, solid. Uh, i mean like Kittle, around like, there around there, yeah. be there. Got, goddard's kind of close Goddard's is surprising he is growing. Good he's like, growing Goddard's yeah. solid um you know, I'm not really a big Kyle Pitts guy, but I can understand some of the hype. I don't want to mm, talk about Kyle Pitts, nah. man. You so had him. Yeah. oh My God, so much yeah. faith into that guy. I rolled That's away another from Garrett Kyle Wilson, Pitts. by the way. Yeah, that's another Garrett. Wilson. Um, <laughs> I think that's
2: more of a Garrett.
1: Like that's, that's more of that's like more Garrett a Wilson no, right, than Garrett, Garrett Wilson than Garrett Wilson. Why the hell are you drafting? You know him over, like Kittle. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. But, like, yeah. It, just, it just, made
0: sense. The system that he's in, why is he? With not With Marcus Mariota at quarterback, 100. Yeah. Why is yeah, he just definitely. not, dude? He's such an easy target for well, Marcus Mariota, bro. He should be getting yeah. so many more receptions. So many. There's more no
3: targets. such thing as an easy target when it's Marcus Mariota. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah right. <laughs> I mean, that's facts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, that's
1: why I, I usually like to wait a year on the production and just pay up for it after. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's um like you know, and, and right now, you you win you win on strategy. You don't win on trying to figure out like. I don't have the ability to figure out which young player is going to be good. It's not something that I've learned, mm-hmm. so I just don't do it. Like right. I'm not going to play a game. though. I'm, I'm going to play my game, which is yeah. understanding the different values of the different positions, recognizing that quarterbacks you can tend to get later, and quarterbacks are now starting to push up higher, which means it's even like Dak is cheap as hell. Yeah, Like, Dak's yeah. like, like why am I going to spend you know you'll spend a fourth round pick to get Jalen Hurts? I don't know, what third round pick is he now? Yeah. Uh, like yeah. to get Jalen Hurts uh, when I can just get Dak and like, da- Dak is like a better.
2: stats like. Like, uh, yeah. he just fills the stat sheet, right? So yeah. that's like, what you need you know, in fantasy. like Dak, with interceptions, um, too. Remember
3: that
1: a lot true, of true. interceptions. All right, stop it. The, the Dak had one bad year of interceptions. Look, look, previous, yeah, no. like, like actually and, expand your mind. Guess, guess so. Roasted, what's up? Seat, so, if, yeah. you look, if you look at the previous years, Dak had Dak actually is pretty, similar. and also
2: eight of the 16 interceptions that you had were not even his fault. Oh, really? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah no, no, yeah, exactly. I think we'll, um, some of them bounce off people's hands. Exactly. I don't wow. know if I
3: told you guys about this. I think I was having a conversation with someone about how I feel like there has there should be some sort of stat that doesn't go against the quarterback for interceptions. If it's clear, if there's a way to like tell, it's not the quarterback's fault. Like, I if agree. It's hard to. If it, it's it, hard it, to the problem is it's gonna yeah. be hard to determine. But if you think about it, it kind of ruins the quarterback standing if they look like they're having a bunch of picks. 100%. When when yeah. really it's on the receiver. But it's why you look at a bigger exactly. sample size. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Yeah. Um. But so, uh, the other quarterback yeah, that's really nice is Kirk Cousins. Because that defense nope. really the most average quarterback. Most dude. average. He's, he's, you like, only, that? you <laughs> like that? You <laughs> like that? You like that? But so uh, he's my dynasty quarterback, actually. Okay. Um, really? Yeah. Uh, I have Kirk Cousins and Deshaun Watson. Um, Ooh. Yeah. Well, I, got him, I got him really cheap. It's super flex. Yeah. And I got him oh. really cheap. Oh, so Deshaun yeah. Watson, like, like I got him as like, a seventh round pick in our rookie draft or in our uh, startup draft. Yeah. And he's, like, now, like, a early second round pick. Yeah. Like, he's. Player. Like he's like I think he'll have a great year this player. year. Yeah, like, like from a purely from a purely fantasy football perspective, like he's 27. He's going to be around for a while. He's a very good runner. He can throw the ball. he he's going he's to play for a while. He, like and, and like they're so committed to him. Yeah, they have to be 260. Yeah, right. guaranteed. Like, like yeah. he's not going anywhere. You know, it's like Russell Wilson. Like I actually tried to trade for Russell Wilson for the same reason. Like he's just not. He, you can't get rid of him. Yeah. So like you know he's going to play for a while. Um, and my team is mostly built on non-quarterbacks because I kind of, like, zigged when everyone else zagged. Everyone else went quarterback early, so I decided to wait, mm-hmm. and I grabbed, like, a bunch of good running backs. My receivers mm-hmm. are Diggs and Tyree Kill. Wow. <laughs> what? How does well, that my, happen? My dynasty team is uh, Deshaun Watson and Kirk Cousins. I have Kittle. Uh, I have Diggs, Tyree Kill, Terry McLaurin, Keenan Allen. What? What uh, <laughs> <and then laughs> I have uh, Najee Harris, Josh Jacobs, Derek Henry. How? Um, wait, how many people I mean, are
2: in Najee, your league?
4: Najee was. What? I'm not even gonna lie. I had Najee this year. Najee, Najee was, time. was kind of underwhelming. Same was Keenan Allen. But I also had Zeke.
1: So so my last year. Zeke my, was,
4: like, my,
2: was, like, was also like he underwhelming.
4: Was
1: he not? No, at the end he had like 12 no, no, touchdowns. Yeah, as soon as I got it, I traded it. But so I mean, but remember, like that's that's why I have depth there, right? It's Josh Jacobs, not Najee, Derrick Henry, and Zeke. I don't need all of them to kill no, it. I need two of them to no, kill it. Because I also have uh Terry McLaurin, Keenan Allen. Um, like, it's a, I also have, like, Brock Purdy on that team. Uh, I picked Oof. him up off of Weavers. Oh, so Brock Purdy. Yeah. Um, I picked him in dy- – uh, I you know how, like, if you have a player that's, like, uh, borderline being out, you could, like, put him into IR spot? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So every week, I, what I would do is when a player was declared out, I put him into IR, Uh, pick up Brock Purdy, let him sit on my bench, <laughs> Jeremy Jean didn't get hurt, drop Brock Purdy, put the player back out of IR, repeat that. I did that, like, eight times.
2: And no one – wanted Purdy. Well, no,
1: because like no Purdy wasn't Purdy. Oh, he was Mr. Okay. Relevant, right? Like yeah, he's like a yeah, third string yeah. quarterback. Um well second string once uh Trey Lance got hurt. Yeah. And then all of a sudden Jimmy G gets hurt one week and it's like now I have Brock Purdy yeah. and then Brock Purdy started doing really well insane. and now I have a asset that's about the same value as Derek Henry.
2: Well you could locally like trade him and get some insane yeah, profit yeah. off that, of it. That's that,
1: kind yeah. of that, I mean I'll probably eventually trade him because he doesn't really fit my timeline. I'm a as you can very clearly tell I'm a win now team. Yeah. Um yeah. and my goal is to actually what I did this year is I sold my first round pick to get 2024 picks because I'm going to use the 2024 picks
2: for Caleb Williams?
1: No. No, because I'm a win now team. Oh, right,
2: right. You don't need a future. But I'm going to
1: trade like let's say a second and third next year to get, um, you know, A.J. Brown when he's 27. (sighs) Right. And I'm going to continue to use my picks in the future to trade for older players. Is he going to cycle. He's 26 now, I think. Oh. Or maybe he's 25, oh, but... He's still, yeah. That, that yeah. I think he's years. Years. Yeah, You, way, you way, wait. You wait right. till players are 27, 28, because that's when the value starts to decrease, yeah, yeah, yeah. but they still have another four or five good years. Wow. Like, you trade for them then. Um, Like, I would never trade for Garrett Wilson. i trade for Devontae Adams. Not to, like... No, Garrett, I know what you're saying. But, like, yeah. in a dynasty perspective, Garrett Wilson's obviously more viable, um, but I'd rather trade for Devontae but Adams at cost. Right. you still have, like, four or five years of him. Yeah. And then you just, like... You're kind of guaranteeing yourself more wins. And then yeah. you just, like... Continue to perpetuate the system. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So. I had one question. Shoot. So, whether that be your, do you do, first before I actually answer or ask the question, mm-hmm. do you play with the same people in both in Dynasty and your? I played yeah some same not, people yeah. So
1: how many are you playing in? Uh, I do like about six a year. Okay. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. So
2: okay. in those, do you think you're the best player in those leagues?
1: Um. Probably. Probably yeah. the like. You know, basketball research have yeah. strongest strategy generally speaking. And you and your um, brother manage to, the- yeah, yeah. Okay. I, 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 that's a big piece of it. Like yeah. it's my brother and I together, and that's yeah. kind of hard to compete with. Yeah, facts. Um, yeah. but that doesn't mean like one like the, the people who I play with in my leagues are tend to be really good. Um. So some of them are pretty involved in the fantasy community and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, they're, they're, they're knowledgeable and talented right, as well. Yeah. So I don't want to take that away from them, yeah. but, you know, like I, I think we're pretty good at it, so. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. All right, man. I'm not, right. like, I'm not shitting on people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, i like, not, you gotta like, believe in yourself, we're not shitting right. on people. Like, yeah. No, not that. But, like, uh, I'm playing against other people that are also good. Mm. Like, and I'm not, like, destroyed. You're just better. Yeah. I, yeah, I I think we, you're we, objectively better. Talk your, I I mean, mean, talk, talk your shit, talk your shit. Nah, nah. I'm not really much of a shit talker. Not, you, you don't
2: really gain. Anything. Watch all watch all your competitors be like watching this right yeah, now. be like, know, Nah, <laughs> I'm getting you. I'm getting you. I'm getting you. You doing all the <laughs> trades now? <laughs> 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 yeah. Hudson
4: Dorms is a community. Is there a is there a Hudson Dorms fantasy league? Oh, uh, I think we're gonna start one up against the ten. Yeah. Harish, you gotta
2: join. Yeah,
1: Harish gonna be in that. I know. Uh, I I wanna I think I wanna do like a sixteen team league and do something. will be sad. I kind of wanna do something creative. Um, one of the things we're actually planning on doing as an event this year is doing like a little tailgate uh, in the backyard of one of our buildings um, where we have have like this big projector and we can project the game Uh, but before that we can do like crazy Uh, we can uh, you know uh we wouldn't have any alcohol, of course, because a lot of our students are one. Of, on. yeah. uh, of course, Of course, yeah. But uh, <laughs> you know, we have like we can play drinking games and just like not have alcohol. We can like have burgers and like actually yeah. like tailgate. That's awesome. And man. then have the g- watch the, like a Thursday night game or something like that after. Yeah, cool. um, and then do that and like especially spe- invite everyone to in the fantasy league. Um, and I think that that would be like a, a pretty cool thing because we're all kind of shit talking and yeah. Uh, but so I want to do a fantasy league this year. Um, I want to figure out the exact like right settings to make it fun. Yeah. Um, like super. F- super flex is hard actually i probably wouldn't do super flex i've seen people super flexes well. oh my god now yeah. that'd be tough yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 No, honestly, one on waivers. no one left on waivers. honestly yeah. what i
0: would suggest is like just try to see how many people can join because i think you've talked about it we've you've played in 32 person league before as well you can run like like a quarterback one running back two wide receiver and one flex type of thing like a super small you could team, I think a big volume amount of players. In your your second receiver year. is
2: gonna be like Jacoby Myers of the Patriots. Or your starter start be... is gonna be like Mac Jones, like you know, uh, like, Yo, what's ter- wrong with terrible, your terrible, your terrible players at thirty-two. 30, yeah. I mean, but throw like why
1: you you just not have a quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, what? Yeah, 30 seconds? Yeah, I mean, maybe you do like 28 teams, like, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. That, that's not your yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's not Yeah, a bit. Them. I was yeah, saying, yeah, no. yeah. Like, you, yeah. you could do 28 teams, and the players, the teams that you, you draft three quarterbacks and just like hold trade bait over one team <laughs> and just, like, quarterback, you yeah. kind of fuck with them. That's a sick idea, though, of ha- bringing together like. Something you love, and also
3: a lot of people who you're likely renting out to, yeah, love yeah. keep building that community, like you said. 100 Hudson Dorm, yeah. yeah, all, all the- my roommates will be there. We're all, we'll oh, all yeah, no, no, so oh, we're, I think we're okay. gonna do something
1: like that. Uh, yeah, we yeah. just need to figure out the right, and you could also do two copies a two copy league, yeah, where oh, so, like, each, like, you know, there's uh you can do two leagues that kind of have like one super bowl like week 18 super bowl or something like that yeah. um there's a there's, no there's a lot can you can do. Do that, yeah. so i'm sure uh, i'm excited yeah. for
0: this league yeah. i yeah. think it's going to be a lot of fun yeah. hopefully we can make this happen this season is so super exciting yeah i'm excited to see what's happened um anyways just to cap it off really i just wanted yeah. to thank you for coming on we've gained yeah, some like absolutely. considerable Definitely. insight yeah into your business we've
4: learned a lot about what you do as yeah. well um, Thank you also for letting us come here. Yeah, this is absolutely. a great, great so, way so, to. I know you want to say some final words about like the, the community, that your passions behind Hudson Dorms. You want to talk a little bit about that right before we we sign off.
1: Yeah, um, you know, so I think one of the things that uh, as I was mentioning earlier, uh, we kind of don't do enough in the marketing right now, um, and uh, that and that's a me thing, is uh, you know I really like to let like our students know that like you know we really ca- are excited about what we do. Um, we really design everything that you know. The way we operate is all designed around our students, trying to make sure that their experience is as optimal as possible. Um, and uh, I think it just comes down to the people that we brought onto the team, and myself included, um, really care about our students, care about what we do, um, and we're, you know, excited to make, uh, you know, we're excited to make sure that the students that are with us are able to enjoy their experience, not only with us but also at Stevens, and we can help them through with their, whatever they're trying to accomplish all right well
0: said and before we sign off just i want you to just link your socials real quick so at hudson dorms on instagram HudsonDorms.com. you have a tiktok YouTube. yeah uh
1: tiktok is at hudson dorms uh we don't have a youtube um but we mostly use uh instagram and uh tiktok so feel free to check us out there um you know and if you want to ever talk about like business or anything like that like definitely a passion of mine so links
2: will all be in the bio as well everything will be there yeah anyways
0: guys thank you so much for watching it's been such a fun episode thank you so much mike it's been so much fun we'll see you guys next
1: week Peace peace out peace out